0: Please pray with me, Lord God, thank you for the gift and blessing of life, Lord, for the hope you have caused to flow into our hearts through your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. For the new dawn you have given us today, Lord, new opportunities to receive your love and mercy, new opportunities to serve you with joy and peace in our hearts, new opportunities for reconciliation and hope. Lord God, please speak to us this morning. Speak to us and reveal to us how you are indeed the good shepherd. Lord, the one who cares for his sheep, Lord, and watches over them. And we pray, Lord God, that you would bring us into your fold and protect us. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. It is so spectacular to see you all today. Now, I don't know how good you are or were, or whatever, as being parents and supervising your children. Were you good supervisors or not? Me? I'm okay. Right? You know, very often I'll be home with the girls, and Tara will come home and she says, well, what are the girls up to? And I have that moment where I think, huh, that is a good thing for me to know. That would be a good thing for me to have paid attention to, what they are up to. What are they up to? I hope they're up to something good so that when she finds them, I don't get in trouble, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah, right? She's a really good supervisor. She knows where they are. She's not like observing them, but she knows what part of the house they're in, what they're up to. Me, I'm like, well, I know nobody's come through this living room, (laughs) right? I know this is completely secure. Right? No, no uh, infiltrators. You know nothing like that. And uh, yeah, the kids seem to be having a good time because they're all quiet. Right? What kind of trouble could they get into? That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's helpful to have somebody who's a better supervisor. Right? Somebody who pays better attention. Somebody who who knows what's going on more because. They keep things safe. They keep everyone uh, doing the right thing. they they make sure everything is done properly. they're prepared for what's coming up ahead, right as opposed to me, who kind of fumbles through life, right? Someone who is planned and focused and cares um, by watching over others, is a real blessing to us, isn't it? Yeah. But today in the lectionary the cycle of Bible readings that we follow for Sundays in the church. Uh, in this day, we call it, uh, some people call it Good Shepherd Sunday. Right? Anyone ever heard that terminology, Good Shepherd Sunday? It's the day that we remember that Jesus is the Good Shepherd of the flock. Now this day, and these readings are profound, and they are some of the most engaging readings that we preach about. I mean, because the image of Jesus as the Good Shepherd is one of the more enduring ones in our minds and in our hearts, right? Just think of all the stained glass and canvas in churches and homes all around the world that depict Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Can anyone find one? Right, absolutely. The front of our church, Jesus the Good Shepherd. That's not Jesus the Bishop, right? That is Jesus the Good Shepherd. That's why he has a shepherd's crook in his hand. But this Sunday... Despite the fact that these are some of the most profound readings of the church year, I'm only preaching at this one service. And that's because a member of our church is going to preach at the 9 o'clock and the 10.30 services. Now, why would I skip out on a day like Good Shepherd Sunday? Well, the reality is it's not from lack of personal desire. I mean, I already wrote the sermon, right? It's because of the context of this person's life. You see, there's many events that we all share in most all of our lives, right? Like paying taxes, falling in love, going to school, going through puberty, getting a driver's license. But there's one event in particular that while all of us go through it, the event remains difficult to discuss. And that event is death. All right, it's where the world takes us all. It's where we're all inevitably heading. Yet we spend so very little time talking about it or considering it. Well, unless you're me, right? I seem to think about it a lot. I mean, it's kind of in line with my line of work. But in our modern world, we all know that we're going to die, but we do all that we can to avoid thinking about it. I mean, we separate the dying from the active, the healthy from the sick, the young from the old, on some level so that we don't have to think about or be confronted with our own mortality, But today at the 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock, 1030 services, I asked a member of our church who has been told that he is dying by his doctors to preach and to share with us. What does the what hope does the passage of Jesus being the good shepherd give to him as he faces his own death? What hope can a terminal cancer patient, Ray, gain from the Lord Jesus Christ being his Good Shepherd. Now, what a disappointment because you don't get to hear it right now, right? You have to hear me talk. I'm sorry about that. But if you come back at the next service and the service after that, you'll get to hear Ray's, Ray's testimony about what hope the Good Shepherd provides for him. But I got to read his sermon. So I've got the inside track on it too. And in our passage from John, Jesus begins by identifying himself and saying, I am the good shepherd. Now, the role of shepherd was a common one at the time of Jesus, right? And, and many of the great heroes of the Jewish faith had been shepherds, right? You've got Moses, who was out shepherding his flock, or the flock of his father-in-law, uh, when God spoke to him through the, from the burning bush, right? You've got that, Moses. And you've got King David, who was a shepherd, Right, who wrote Psalm 23 that we read today. Both of these figures had been shepherds. Now, in order to show us how Jesus is special and unique as a shepherd, he juxtaposes himself with the hired hands. In the first and only point of this examination, Jesus lays down his trump card. Really, it's the one point in his argument. And he says, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This ends the discussion, right? Because what does the hired hand do when the wolf comes? Runs away. away. That's right. Runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The sheep belong to the good shepherd. They are his. And they don't belong to the hired hand. For the hired hand, shepherding is just a job. It's just a way to put bread on the table. And when the wolf shows up, the terms of the employment have suddenly become too difficult to fulfill. But the good shepherd, he is willing to die for his sheep because he cares for them so much. Now, the role of shepherd is to care for sheep, to care for the sheep, to lead them to good pasture, to protect them from harm, to heal their wounds, to assist them in birth and into death, and to bring them each night into the fold. That's what a shepherd does. That's their M.O. Jesus, he is able to do this amazing work with the sheep. Because according to the passage, I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. Do you hear the uniqueness of that relationship? I know my sheep. They know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Think of all the intimacy, the openness, the connectedness between Jesus and his Father. Right, A perfect, holy, righteous, and eternal relationship is what they share. The will of one is the will of the other. That same relationship exists between Jesus and his sheep. They know him, he knows them. The will of one is the will of the other. And through the grace of God, it is an eternal relationship. It will continue forever. So Jesus can care for his sheep as a shepherd because he knows them. He knows them. In his sheep, they know him too, and they trust him. Now Jesus spoke these words long ago to an audience that might not have grasped what he was saying, as many times they did not grasp what he was saying when he spoke. But they had a yearning in their hearts to be cared for, to be protected, to be loved. We know the story of Jesus. We know what happened after this sermon and that he did, in fact, lay down his life for his sheep. He did, in reality, die for them to protect them from the evil one the one who came to steal, to destroy, to scatter. We as well, like Jesus' audience, have a yearning in our hearts to be cared for, to be protected, to be loved, to be held. Jesus is the good shepherd for us today. Unlike me, as a parent, he does not lose attention of where we are, He does not get distracted. He does not fall asleep on the job. He does not forget his responsibility. He is the good shepherd. He knows his sheep. He knows where they are. And he has a good plan for their lives. Now, is this knowledge helpful as we approach our own death? Is it helpful to have a good shepherd? Well, as Ray will tell us later today, the good shepherd provides all the hope and security that we could ever ask for. Because as a shepherd, Jesus is responsible for getting his sheep to pasture and back safely to the fold again. To have him with us as we approach our own death gives us a security that we will not die forever or be lost, but that he will take us to himself. He will restore us to his kingdom. He will secure our access to paradise. He is also with us in our pain and suffering, in our grief, in our sorrow. He comforts us as our dreams die and our lives fade away. And he gives us a new hope for the future, a future pregnant with possibility, filled with joy and complete healing. Today, as we read about Jesus being our good shepherd, may we consider our own death and may we turn to the good shepherd and receive his comfort and his protection and his life. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for being the good shepherd. Lord, you are not a hired hand who is merely here for a job and then disappears when trouble comes to us. Lord, you are with us through thick and thin. Lord God, you are with us when the storms come. You are with us, Lord, when the uh, those who assail us come against us, Lord. You are there by our side, fighting on our behalf, contending against forces which we can't even consider or recognize. We pray, Lord God, we pray for your comfort. We pray that you would give us the gift of the ability, Lord, to stop and to consider our own mortality. To think about our lives, Lord, and the hope that is ours in you. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to put our trust in you. To find our hope in you. To find our life in you. Lord, to be sustained by your grace and by your mercy. Lord God, to consider our own death, Lord, or the death of those we love is a fearful task. And we ask that you would be our good shepherd in this consideration as well. Lord, walk us through this process and walk us to the foot of your cross, Lord, for you yourself were willing to take on death, Lord, because you loved your sheep so much. Help us to receive this gift from you to be forgiven and washed clean of our sins and offenses. Lord, please eradicate our distrust and our fears and help us to trust in you, the good shepherd to bring us completely and safely, Lord, into your kingdom. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.